0: Broadcasting live to the world, now, it's Sheila Zelensky. This is a very sinister Luciferian eugenics plan. These spineless weasels preach what people want to hear. They replace repentance with dreams of the good life. Dying daily, taking up your cross, suffering and sacrificing... Have been superseded with name it and claim it. Sheila Zelinsky, the Sheila Zelinsky Show, the only show to give you the truth behind the headlines, prophecy, and the deeper things of God. Now, here is your host, Endtime Watchwoman, Sheila Zelinsky. Hi, everyone, and thank you for tuning into the Sheila Zelensky show today. Got a little bit of a rough voice because I was preaching hard on Saturday and Sunday. So I really wanted to thank everyone for tuning in today. Um, I just really need to speak from my heart today. I believe that there's a lot of people that are listening to me right now that really believe in what I'm doing. You think that this ministry is needed, it's valuable, but can I share something honest from my heart? I got to just tell you flat out, I've been running in the red. Almost all year with COVID and losing all my revenue streams from big tech and I just now this month lost my last Revenue Stream sponsors pulled out, of course, because of my militant stance on these COVID devilish vaccine, all the demon tech, you know, I talk about Bill Gates, and I call out the WEF and the WHO, and I've been talking about Chinese troops, funny how they're front page news. I've been talking about this stuff for 10 years. I've had pictures, I've talked about this with Hodges on my program, and I've been calling out the Beth Moores and these false prophets and talking about the clergy response pastors for 12 years. I've appealed to people, you, my listeners, and there is support coming in and I thank the ones that are loyal supporters, but it's nowhere what I need now that I've gotten behind and that's my fault. I was presumptuous. I just blindly was sort of trusting it would come in and I took it to the Lord and the Lord said, Sheila, you've done your part. I felt like in my spirit, he said, you've done your part, but the people are disobedient. That's what I've heard in my spirit. You know, and this isn't a thing of condemnation. Sometimes you just got to say what needs to be said. And I really need some help to get me through here, folks. I'm right now, conservatively, around $70,000 in the hole. And if I can't get this taken care of, by January 15th, I am not going to be able to continue the program. It's the last plea. This is the only plea. I don't know if you heard the other plea I did in July and it doesn't matter. It's just the facts. I'm not going to be able to continue I am a ministry. I am not a infomercial. It is a ministry and I am a minister. You know, maybe I don't get the appeal of the Tucker Carlson's or for that matter, even the Alex Jones Intel type shows with news. I am a spiritual warrior. I am listener supported, but the support hasn't been to the level of what I need folks. And so I guess this is really my last appeal. And when the funds are raised, then I can go forward. But if not, that's the final appeal. It's not a threat and it's I'm not coming in that spirit. I'm just saying I'm unable to continue if the funds do not come in. Folks, I've been out here getting my butt kicked for a long time. And I kind of think I need to address something because I don't know why I feel this is important for people to hear. Don't be deceived in thinking that just because prominent people come on my program, maybe even wealthy people willing to be on my platform, don't think that they are supporting my ministry. Don't be under the impression they're giving. Sometimes they make appeals on my show. God has entrusted me with this platform. My full-time occupation is a minister. And it's at least 60, sometimes plus hours a week. There's not time to do anything else because I know I get the tent making comments. And anyway, I want to jump into the program. I want to get Dr. Danny on to talk about. And I posted something I had a landslide response on it, and really felt like the Lord said, "I want you to do this book of Revelation study." I was praying about who to have do the study with me because it's going to be a full study of the full book, and I'm really excited about that part. And so, Danny Morano joins me today. It's going to be Dr. Sheila and Dr. Danny, and I think this is going to be an amazing program today. I'm just going to keep forging ahead till January 15th. And again, don't confuse the two. The Book of Revelation study is still going forward. And there's going to be a cost too. But you know what? We trust God to provide everything else. So if this is important to people, it's our time. Our time is worth something. And if people feel it's important, well, they trust God to provide for other things. So just pray about it and trust God that he will provide. So let's jump right into the program with one of the other people that is not afraid of the truth. When we need some truth, this guest never disappoints. It is my friend and my colleague, Dr. Danny Morano. Dr. Danny, thank you for taking the time to come on.
1: Uh, thank you so much, Sheila. And I love you so much. And I appreciate the work that you do for the Lord. And I appreciate your faithfulness to continue to stand even when the wind is like a tornado blowing against you, to continue to shout it from the rooftops, the relevant issues of the hour. You know, a lot of wonderful sermons are done in churches about things of the past, but you know what? I think it was Charles Spurgeon who said that a preacher is not worth his weight and manure if he is not confronting the strongholds of his generation if he preaches all around the issues of his day but does not confront the direct strongholds of his day and that's something that uh, i've been especially impressed recently with the shows that you've been doing the research that you've gone into to expose the nature of these machinations of the devil. And yes, we call them that, and we take a bold stand here. And I think it's time for Christians to decide which side of the fence they're on. We've been preaching for almost 10 years, both of us. We're in a very, I would say, unique camp. There's very few people that are on the track that we've been on for several years prophesying been a prophetic ministry. This very situation that we're in, we've prophesied many things concerning this. The churches would be shut down. The persecution would come relentlessly to the Christians of the United States of America and Canada and other Western nations. We've prophesied about the lukewarmness coming to absolute coldness in the people, that many would fall away from the faith. Uh, We prophesied about these FEMA pastors and these camps that have been built strategically over the last decade and so prepared for the dissidents, for those who do not agree with the Luciferian agenda, with the depopulation agenda. And people, we have brought to you not only the Word of God, which usually when I come on here, we bring you a lot of scripture, a lot of the Word of God in both of our ministries, we have provided, especially in this past year, so much relevant information that is also extra biblical. What do I mean by that? We've shown you the opinions of true doctors. We've shown you the opinions of true scientists. We've shown you where things have been uncovered by real journalists who have gone behind the scenes to prove that how many of these statistics and these numbers And these cases of COVID-19 have been contrived, how this whole plan has been contrived on both of our programs and on our social media platforms, along with some other faithful people, you know, the actual documents that are in written form that were put together. By the people that are behind this push that have created the crisis in order that they could have the solution for the crisis so that they could profit from the crisis. And I'm reminded of what Revelation says. In Revelation 17 and 18, when it talks about the bewitching of the nations, it talks about Mystery Babylon, and it says that the engineers, the merchandisers of Mystery Babylon, listen well, they will deal in the merchandise of men's souls. So this is not just about money, even though they're making tons of that off of people's willful ignorance and desire to believe the best about things and to trust. And it is a disgrace. It is an absolute disgrace that these disciplines, which are supposed to be the bedrock of society, medicine, science, government education, journalism, true journalism and media. Okay. And yes, religion, the moral voice of the Christian community, that these have all been corrupted and tainted to such a point that they cannot be trusted. But the enemy has worked through such a machination of witchcraft. Satan has an army people and we're not conspiracy theorists here. We're not fanatics And if that's what you think, then I'll tell you what, you're really in the dark. You really got your head in the sand. This is spiritual reality. This is the warfare that we're in. And it's time. There is no more time, people. There is no more time to kind of play around. Look, I've been telling the people that listen to me on a regular basis all over the world, stop blaming Satan for shutting down the churches. I do not believe that Satan is the initial source of shutting down these dens of iniquity that are posing as Christian churches, many of them. But this is actually the hand of God in his mercy, in his mercy and compassion to put into physical action the call that he gives through the angel in Revelation 18.4 Come out of her, my people, and be not partakers of her sins and receive not of her plagues. Calling people out of the false religious system, out of the false Christian church system, which has been completely taken over as prophesied 2,000 years ago in the letters of Paul by seducing spirits and doctrines of demons. So God is actually through this crisis, and I don't know if you've heard anyone speak about this crisis in this way, but I'm going to give you a different perspective tonight, that God has sent a spirit of strong delusion upon these nations because they have hated the truth. I know that many of you are really broken and hurting and confused and grieving and mourning The apparent results of this election, you were convinced just as the Jews in the time of Jeremiah, that through all their sacrifices and all their prayers and all their, uh, you know, entreating of the prophet of God and so on, that God was going to turn around the captivity of Israel. But God had set this apostate nation of Israel at that time For judgment and he sent Jeremiah to warn the people about that and told them to get themselves right. Well I'm telling you that the same thing has happened. I believe Romans one, that God has finally turned to culture. People speak of America and specifically as the new Roman Empire, the revised Roman Empire. Well, the old Roman Empire, the apostle Paul prophesied by the Holy Spirit in Romans chapter one that God had turned that culture over to a reprobate mind. What does a reprobate mind mean? It means a spirit of insanity, absolute craziness, to practice and do those things which would destroy their society and which would actually destroy themselves. Why? Because they did not retain God in their consciousness. They did not honor him as the creator as the Lord of creation, and they did not recognize his moral boundaries, and they had no love for their neighbor, and they cared not for the poor. This is the sin of thy sister Sodom, Isaiah says, and you did not care about the poor and the needy. He doesn't even mention homosexuality, or transgenderism, or pedophilia, or all these very grievous things that many Christians are starting to see and learn about and be so upset about. No, no, the sins that God was grieved about, that he finally rained down fire upon Sodom and Gomorrah was fullness of bread, ease of life, love of pleasure, selfishness, idolatry, all these things. And alongside with that not caring for the poor and the needy. And this is what's going on. And I'm going to turn it back over to Sheila here in a second. I want you to think about something right now. So many Christians and churches and ministers and ministries crying out to God about, will they get Constantine back into the Oval Office or will Nero and Jezebel take over? And this is the big, you know, entreaty before heaven. We don't want this land filled with this kind of wicked demonic idolatry and all this, you know, murder of the unborn child and parading of wickedness and and immoral behavior and absolute perverse lifestyles and so on and so forth. Okay, but God wants to know what of your idolatries, what of your mixed allegiances, you are getting ready once again to grieve me. Once again, to grieve me, to blaspheme my name, to bring abomination before my face, as you bow down to Nimrod and to Semiramis, to this festival of Saturnalia, which is dedicated to the worship of demons and fallen angels, in which all these things that you're crying out about in your ministries, that you're posting up on Facebook and other social media platforms, all these things that you're exposing through your righteous journalism and so on, you are getting ready to partake in Satan's counterfeit holiday, mocking my birth, mocking my entrance into this world to walk this earth and become your sacrifice for sins. And you are bowing down to this, putting up the trees of the goddess and decorating it for, with the symbols of the gods of fertility and all this blasphemous stuff. And you put my name on this and you claim to worship me with this. And you spend trillions of dollars on giving each other gifts in under the canopy of these false gods pretending to be me, my earthly mother, and so on and so forth. And this is done all year round with the Western lifestyle, but it is really, really an exaggeration in this season of Christ's mass, in this season of Saturnalia, while my people starve in other parts of the world. I had pastors crying out to me today, Sheila, they don't have blankets to sleep on the cement floor with. Could we please, is there any way we could send them some blankets so they could sleep on the hard floor instead of directly on the hard cement floor? This is where most of the world is living, people. Yet. Here in the nation where we, as the Pharisees and Sadducees did, we're convinced that we are God's premier people. His eye is on us. We are what's most important to him. We will spend trillions of dollars in this blasphemous satanic fest of Santa Claus, Saint Nick, Old Nick, named for Satan. Okay, and even if you're not doing that, you're still holding up this antichrist, this false Jesus, which is really Nimrod and this false Madonna, which is really Semiramis, Gaia, Venus, whatever you want to call her. She's had a million names. You know who she is. She's out there in the Hudson holding up the torch of wickedness. The Lord wants to know what's the difference. What's the difference? Is there really a right side of the aisle and a left side of the aisle when it comes to wickedness, or is the wickedness just wearing a different costume? So these are some of the things. I know I came out shooting with both barrels, but I come out with love, people, to say, this is the time for introspection. Well, Paul says, examine yourselves, whether you be in the faith. Better to judge yourself and examine yourself and bring those things into order which need to be than the Lord judge you. And in the letter of Peter, it says, Judgment must begin at the house of God. And I would just encourage the people to look at how well organized and how well funded the enemy camp is. I mean, look what they appear to have been pulling off. They have completely turned this country of America, specifically, on its head. They didn't do that by saying things like, oh, well, if Satan really wants us to have power, he'll just, he'll take care of it. We can go on just luxuriate." No, sad to say that the people in the occult, people in witchcraft, people in Satanism, and these adrenochrome junkies and pedophiles and baby sacrificers and baby flesh eaters and these You know, devoted servants of Lucifer are completely sold out to their cause, and they are organized. They combine their resources. They combine their connections and their networks. They work together. They may not be able to stand one another, okay? Don't think all of Satan's people like each other. Many of them can't stand each other, but they have a higher cause. Listen to me, Christian. They have a high calling from their God to make sure that his agenda and his kingdom is realized in the world. The question is, is it time for us, true disciples of Christ, to start to think that way and start to run not only our regular everyday life activity through the filter, we definitely should do that, but even secondly, even our religious life and our religious devotion, and our religious commitments and allegiances. In other words, what we do with our money when it comes to what we believe as Christians, what we do with our resources, what we do with our networks and connections. It's time for the real believers, the true disciples of the ecclesia, okay, the gathering together of the called out ones to Christ, okay, those who have heard the call of the Holy Spirit to come out of Babylon, to come out of the false religious and church system. It's time for us to come together and pool our resources and work together and preach the truth without compromise and and trust God and believe him and be strong and courageous like God said to Joshua. And this is what Sheila and a few others have been doing during this crisis is crying out the truth about these things, and not just the truth about COVID and this and that, but we're preaching the gospel people, okay? There are a lot of, uh, I won't say a lot, there are some worldly people who even see through this farce, and they're speaking out against it and so on, and they're risking their lives without Christ to tell the people the truth because they're so afraid of what is happening because they've done their due diligence and research to find out what this vaccine is all about and what this whole agenda of depopulation is all about and so on and so forth so we as true believers when do we come together when do we say you know what there are only a few that are voicing this on platforms where many people can hear it at one time you know the truth of the gospel the truth as as to how the truth of the word of God confronts the evils of this present day and society. There are only a few. And those people need to be supported. And we are also realizing the hour. And that's where, you know, I was so proud of Sheila when she said, we need to tackle the book of Revelation. We talked about doing a Bible study. And then I saw her put up the announcement and she said, how many would be interested in the book of Revelation? And I said, praise the Lord. Bingo. That's where we got to be living. People, as much as you love the Old Testament, I'm speaking to a lot of you patriots and so on. You love that Old Testament, but we're not living in the Old Testament. We're living in the book of Revelation. And so many Christians, I've heard it come out of their own mouths. Oh, I really, I just, I'm intimidated by the book of Revelation. I'm inti-. People, we can't be intimidated by the book of Revelation. We're living in the book of Revelation. This is where we should be studying the prophetic scriptures and know where we are in the scheme of things right now. And we need to be preaching the things that are relevant and teaching the things that are relevant and supporting the ministries that hear that voice from heaven saying, you know, come out of this false carnal version, this cultural Christianity, come out of these fake churches and so on that are just running along with the spirit of the age and seek Christ and uh, take the gospel to the people who have not yet heard about Christ and not keep pampering one another over and over. What Sheila's ministry does, I've listened to her last shows. I'm just amazed. I'm blessed. I get blessed. I learn so much from, especially Sheila, you have wonderful guests many times, but I especially get blessed from the exposés that you do when you break down what's going on right on the eve, right on the very beginning of this pandemic, okay, from the god pan, from the, from the demon pan. Well, not only that show, I mean, you've done some incredible programs in the last couple of months. And the thing is, you know, people, we hit this at the beginning, and believe me, we were both very unpopular at the beginning. A lot more people, many of you, and to your credit, and God bless you, many of you have tuned in and you realize that this is a big hoax and a big scam and this is a big attack. I want to make this clear, folks. What's going on right now is a war on the people. Everyone's so afraid of war breaking out between nations and things. That was the 20th century. The 20th century was the war between nations, okay? The war that's going on now, which we read about in the book of Revelation, is the war of, yes, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers rulers of darkness, spiritual wickedness in high places. It is a war of the elite fallen spirits and their hierarchy on the people. I believe we're right smack in the middle of the book of Revelation, and I believe that that star may have already fallen from the heavens and opened with the key the bottomless pit and let out these monsters that the book of Revelation tells us about. I believe that those fallen angels that were held prisoner for 200 generations because of what they transgressed in Genesis 6:4, the book of Enoch, when they tried at that time to create a rival race. Against God. They tried to exert, listen to me well about this vaccine. They tried to insert their DNA into the human race, into the race created in God's image. That was their plan. When those 200 angels got together on Mount Hermon and they made a covenant, they enacted a curse, they enacted an oath. Okay, doctors, they took an oath together that they were going to go down to the human women, and they were going to insert their DNA into the human race and spawn a rival race against God. Well, guess what, people? As in the days of Noah, Jesus said, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. Here we are again, and this is what is going on. It is fact, okay? And I know these Satanic fact checkers will say that it's not fat, but it is fact that there is a DNA altering agent that is going to be introduced either through one vaccine or through a series of vaccines. We prophesied about this years ago. I wrote this in my book, Sinners Per Gospel. I wrote it in my book, Who Are the Aliens? Sheila's written and spoken about it. Many have spoken about this. And I saw your post, Sheila, about the unveiling again of the aliens. They're about to introduce a hybrid race. And guess what, people? They want you to be part of it. And that's what this vaccine and this whole COVID-19 agenda is all about. It's about marring what has been created in the image of God and turning it into what does the book of Revelation talk about? The image of the beast. That's what this is about. And it's time. I know it's a scary thing. I know it's intimidating. I know you want to run and hide many and just duck your head in the sand and pray for it to be over. But that's not what the scripture says we're supposed to do. It says this is a time that calls for the patience of the saints. We're going to have to endure this people. And it's not some of you are still hanging on to this Disneyland fantasy about flying away before the seven year tribulation starts. People, I think that many, many, many true believers in Christ are waking up to the reality of many of these things and starting to realize, you know what, it seems like we're a little further along than we thought. And maybe we better start adjusting our theology and the way we're looking at things and start getting ourselves prepared. So people, ministries like this, ministries like Sheila Zelinsky, my ministry and other ministries like this, want to continue broadcasting, preaching this truth to the remnant. I call the ecclesia, the true saints of God that are called out of the world unto Christ. But they need to be supported. And this fantasy nonsense about money just falling out of the sky, it doesn't fall out of the sky for any other reason. huh? Does God just drop money out of the sky to take care of you? You're God's child. Does he just drop money out of the sky? Does he say to you, help yourself and I'll help you? Does he say to you, well, where's your trust? Where's your faith? Does he say to you, go make tents? Does he say, hey, we all have our callings. And it used to be that... When someone made the choice, then they were called by God and they chose to obey God, to follow that calling, to give their whole time and energy and resource to preaching and teaching the word of God and everything that applies to it, that that was something that was revered by God's people and held in high honor and support it. The laborer is worthy of his hire. Do not muzzle. Listen to this. Think about wearing that mask on your face and listen to this scripture. Do not muzzle the ox that treads out the corn. Okay? We need to band together, folks. We need to work together to win souls. This is our chance. People's hearts are open. Men's hearts are failing them for fear, for what's coming on the earth. I've, I've dealt with a couple people this week that were contemplating suicide that are being tormented in their minds. And I've had to pray for deliverance for these people. I read about one very good minister friend of mine put up a post recently that there was a Zoom call and there was a young man on the Zoom call with many other people on the Zoom call. And this kid committed suicide shot himself in the head in front of everybody on Zoom. People are losing their grip. I love that show that you did, Sheila, with uh, that sister Sharon about this being a torture and a torment. People, you don't even realize, we don't even realize that we are in a, right now we're in a a form of, of torture. The enemy's trying to torment and torture and he's encroaching. And don't think that he's just going to back up and he's just going to stop. He's going to keep pushing forward and forward and forward. So the question is, what are we doing in response to that? Are we running and just ducking our heads in the sand and waiting for the storm to pass and just praying that God will miraculously get Trump back into office? Is that our answer? Well, we'll tough it out for four years and then Trump will run again or the Republicans will come up with another person to run in four years and things will get back to normal people. Realize what's going on. There's no back to normal. Christians need to prepare themselves to live in a hostile environment in the Western world. We've never, we we haven't known this. When I preach to my Indian people, my Pakistani people, my Haitian people, they know this. They've never grown up in a a country where they were really, truly free to practice their faith. And there was kind of a moral consensus that that was a good thing that they were doing. But in America, and someone in Canada, and some of the other nations, the Western nation used to be in Europe many years ago, you know, Christianity was accepted as a religion. But I'm here to tell you that we are no longer in that era. We are dissidents. We are terrorists. We are the people that are holding up the advancement of the Nephilic hybrid race, okay? It's Satan's image. It's the image of the beast. So this is the hour that we've got to cry out the loudest for the souls. We've got to win as many souls as we can. And the only way we can do that is if we have strong ministries that are willing to not compromise and preach the truth, regardless of the consequences, and for those ministries to be supported. Paul says in his word, he said, how shall they hear? Well, they only hear if a preacher preaches to them. How shall he preach? And he says, the preacher must be sent. How will he be sent? By the people that love Christ and want the message to go to the people who haven't heard. They send the preacher to preach the message. They can't go themselves full time, okay? But they can send. Let's realign our priorities. Maybe take some of that money. That you were thinking about spending on nonsense, making Amazon richer, making Google richer, or maybe even buying things for your children that if you really sit down and think about, you know, are not godly things for those children. And even the spirit of excess and also supporting these heresy houses that have these big appeals on this Christmas season to just break in the money. It's what it's all about. How about taking that money and planting it into ministries that are winning souls and that are really putting out the clarion call about the truth about what's really going on? You know, many people, Sheila, are... Quoting something from the Bible, you know, we've learned how to cut up the Bible in little pieces like hashtags, okay, and like tweets. But you can't read the Bible that way. These are letters that were written, and when a statement was made, it was in context with a whole conversation. So you can't take a little scalpel to one of Paul's verses and cut out a line and, and use it and make a big doctrine out of it. For instance, this whole thing about tent making. Well, Paul was a tent maker. And people preach about this like it's such a noble thing, and that this was God's perfect will for Paul to be a tent maker, and that Paul was absolutely excited about being a tent maker. No, if you listen to Paul's argument, he makes it very clear that he says, even the law, he, he refers back to the law. He says, even the law makes it clear to us through the lifestyle of the priest who attended the temple, the Levites, for instance, that those who preach the gospel, those who preach God's word should also live of the gospel. This is God's standard, he said. The Levites took the first fruits they took the first part of the sacrifice for them and for their families and for the care of the temple. And then the rest was given out for the needs of the people and for the administration of the Israeli nation. Okay. Paul says this is God's standard. So it was never God's standard or God's desire that Paul should be distracted and have to split his labor and his energy between a secular occupation and a full-time ministry of bringing the gospel to those who had never heard it, and also planting ekklesiae, assemblies of believers. This was not God's will. But Paul said, because I'm having such a struggle with you, so this is nothing new, okay? Because I'm having such a struggle with you, I have made the decision not to ask from you to go and to support myself. But he says, even the law says, do not let the ox who treads out the corn be muzzled, that the laborer is worthy of his hire. In other words, Paul says, this is the standard, but I'm even denying myself this standard because apparently Paul was being accused By stingy, cheapskate people and also false teachers, he was being falsely accused of asking for money under the wrong motivations and so on and so forth. And Paul said, so to avoid that stigma, I'm going to work when I need to. But there were also times where Paul was supported in the scripture that we see. And Paul even raised support on his missionary journeys to take care of the needs of the full-time ministers and the people at Jerusalem when they were suffering. So this whole satanic argument, yes, I'll call it what it is, this whole doctrine of demons that ministers are not supposed to be supported by the body of Christ to do full-time ministry is straight out of the pit of hell. And I know that we've had a lot of hucksters. And I know that some of you listening to me right now that would tell Sheila that she should tent make are still giving to some of these satanic false ministries, preaching the false prosperity gospel, preaching the best life now gospel, preaching the word of faith heresy, and so on and so forth. Okay, and just because these criminals, yes, I'll call them what they are, these criminals have been taking advantage of the body of Christ, doesn't mean that those who are really doing the work of God, they should suffer the consequence for the sin of these fakes. And Paul had the same conflict in his time. I want you to know, people, this is nothing new. Satan never does anything new. He always repeats himself. Paul was going through the same thing. He says, these false apostles come to you and you treat them like kings. You you roll out the red carpet and you let them pillage and rape you financially. They come into your homes and you just give them your money and give them everything. And they reign above you as kings. He says, I wish we could come and reign with you. But we know better. We know that that's not a godly way to live. So we come and we have to come at our own expense to preach the true gospel. But Paul never said, Sheila, he never said that this was God's will and this was God's plan for ministers of the gospel. This was Paul basically conceding, okay, conceding to the self-centered stinginess and cheapskate spirit that the people had in order to Because he loved the people so much, in spite of that sinful attitude, he still wanted to minister the gospel to them. So he said, I will take this on my back. I will suffer this. But this was never God's perfect will. And the time that he spent being distracted, having to do what God had not called him to do, don't think that that wasn't time lost where that could have been spent more productively and maybe brought more souls and more maturity to the believers and even raised up leaders. So I just want to make that statement because there's so much of this false talk going on all the time. And and I want to say this real fast. You know, I preach a lot about coming out of Kierka, coming out of Pharmakia, okay? The whore who rides the beast. Kierka is the word for church in the original Latin. And in the Greek, she was the goddess who bewitched the kings of the nations with her golden cup. Does that ring a bell? Go look at Revelation 17 and 18. But what I am noticing too is that it has also served as an excuse to be a cheapskate. See, now when they were in those church houses, they were under the law, so to speak. They were under a Christian law where they were told that God was going to curse them if they didn't tithe, and he was going to bless them and prosper them if they did tithe. Now that they're out from under that yoke of bondage, they're free and they say, oh great, I don't have to give anything now. Well, that's the wrong spirit too, okay? That other spirit is wrong, but the spirit that says, I don't have to support God's work now. I'll just surf the internet and cherry pick what I like and what I don't and not support anything that ministers to me. I do not believe that our Lord is pleased with that. And this is not a guilt trip and this is not uh condemnation because you know, many of you have been programmed to spit that right back at me. I'm putting you on a guilt trip. This is condemnation. No, it isn't. This is exhortation. This is admonishment. The scripture tells us that that's what the scripture is given for, that we would be able to teach one another the truth about God's kingdom and the way that it's supposed to work. So I would just encourage those of you, perhaps you've taken that attitude and no condemnation, go before God and ask him to forgive you and say, Lord, forgive me. You know, what would you have me do with that which I should be giving toward your work. Where would you have me to sow that? And I would encourage you guys to look at who's preaching the true word of God and who's confronting the spirit of the age, who's on the front lines going toe to toe with what's really coming to destroy you spiritually and at this point even to destroy you existentially and mortally. And if you people have not awakened to the fact that what's going on in this world, and particularly in the United States of America, Canada, is the absolute destruction of the economy, of the society, of the existential lives of the normal people, then you're you're not awake. You've got your heads in the sand. That is so obvious. If you really think this nonsense about keeping a bar open and closing a church or closing a pub down and letting some other special interest group have an event right next to it and the other establishment is closed down if you think masking up children okay and forcing these wicked vaccines upon them if you really think that this is all in the interest of your health and your welfare people you got blinders on get on your knees and ask the holy spirit to open your eyes this stuff has been planned for decades. This is the carrying out of the new world order, the Novus Ordo Seclorum. It's written right on your money. The pyramid of the Nephilim with the eye of Horace in it. Come on, people. Okay, this, what is uh, Biden saying? We will build back better. People, this is what Obama wrote on the pillar of the one world world. Trade Center, after they knocked down the two, the two became one and all that. This is all of satanic origin, people. But I'm telling you what, man, there are opportunities now. People's hearts are open. People are crying out for answers. This is the time to get the true word of God and the deliverance power, healing power of the Holy Spirit out to people. So get on board, get involved in this. I invite you, get involved into this exciting opportunity and stop looking at the elections and stop looking even at the COVID stuff so much and stop looking at the dead churches and, you know, let them go their way. Let the goats eat their trash. Let the dead bury their dead. You go and preach the gospel. This is what Christ has called us to do. And people, I want you to know this is nothing new. And it's not like Jesus can't relate to us. We like to quote that scripture from Hebrew, Sheila, where we say we have a high priest who can relate to us because he was touched with the things of our humanity when he was on the earth. Well, that's true. And Jesus carried out his ministry in an enemy occupied territory held under bondage by the Roman dictatorship and the Roman Empire. We know from history and from the Bible that the Roman Empire was brutal. Okay, brutal. But Jesus carried out his ministry. Thousands upon thousands were healed, delivered from demon possession, received miracles, saved. You know, religious leaders were transformed, were born again of the spirit from on high and received the ministry of Christ and became his followers even after his ascension and resurrection. So, people, there's a great opportunity. It all depends on how we look at this. You know, if we keep looking at the world, listening to CNN, listening to Fox, listening to MSNBC, listening to carnal Christians that have talk shows and all they do is talk about the darkness of the world, the darkness of the world and the United States and President Trump and Biden and this and that and the other. People, we need to be focused on the kingdom of God. We need to be preaching Christ and him crucified and resurrected. People need to receive deliverance. They need to receive healing. They need to receive salvation in this hour. I would love to see Sheila. I would be ecstatic. I would fall over and do two double backward flips to see pastors and Christian leaders in the West being converted like I'm seeing it happen in the third world countries, particularly in the East. This is what needs to happen. But we got to get our eyes on the gospel, the true gospel, and not on the things of the world.
0: You know, here's the thing. We don't know how much time we're going to have on any of these platforms, but we're going to keep trying to Equip the saints in this enemy occupied territory because I'll tell you what, I hashtag that earlier today. We're in enemy occupied territory and we're going to still fight the enemy regardless. We do hope that people get behind. God's entrusted us with these ministries, Danny. Uh, p- who would pick this? I would never. Yes. I mean, that. I mean, I'd mean, i go do the Joel every day's a Friday. I mean, that's a little more palatable. No yes. one would pick these ministries to be the prophetic, apostolic, deliverance, full gospel, spiritual warfare, spirit-filled. I mean, th- this it, it's not an easy calling. I'll just put it very mildly. And when we don't compromise, this is what happens. And so I'm making a plea today for people to sow into the ministries that God has entrusted to Danny and I because many of you have been blessed by this show, the meat of the show. And even those of you out there maybe that are listening and you've even been blessed to use my platform over the years because not that it's anybody's business, but I'll share this. This month, I wasn't even able to pay my rent. It was either something else or the rent. And it gets tiring, these cliches. Where God ordains, he
1: sustains. Where God guides, he provides. That's another famous one. And people quote it like it's a scripture. God provides through... Love. God is the God of love. One of the the shortest scriptures in the Bible is God is love. And what does love do? Love gives. So if your Christianity is lacking generosity, then you're not in touch with the true God of the Bible. For God so, right, the most famous scripture we have, John 3 16, for God so loved the world or the people in the world that he what? Gave what was most precious to him, his only begotten son. That principle of giving is an act of love, okay, and it shouldn't have to be dragged out of us. It shouldn't have to be done under compulsion. You know, God loves a cheerful giver, yeah. not one that gives under compulsion.
0: I want to say today, This here's the deal, bottom line. Be not anxious. I'm not anxious for anything because I'm okay to sleep in my car. Because guess what, folks? Been there, done that, bought the t-shirt. Should I sleep in my car? No. Even if I have to, I'm not attached to the things of this world. And either is Danny, clearly, or we wouldn't even be doing this show. So here's the bottom line. We're, we're taking the time out. And I guess the question is, how much is our time worth? People complained a lot at the idea of having to pay $299, which is, I think, uh, that they're getting a, a massive deal on that. I mean, what is Oprah? What's her going rate for a keynote speech of 30 minutes? So, I mean, you know, people don't like it when I bring that up, Danny, but I think it holds some weight.
1: Well, it's time for us to respect one another's gifts and God again. So, people, we got to get back to supporting the things that matter and if the gospel really matters to you then you can do it i i also want to urge you uh if you're in connection with others that you know that have been listening to sheila's show as well encourage them to come to the new platforms i think it would be very sad for sheila to lose a lot of her followers because she is forced to move to other platforms because these Antichrist people that are running these social media platforms are censoring and kicking people off that are coming with anything that is other than the demonic narrative they're spinning. And Sheila is definitely coming with something other than the narrative they're spinning. And she's being kicked off of these platforms. So she has to go to other platforms. So I would encourage you, first of all, to go to those platforms with her. Please support her in those new platforms. And why don't you do this? Share. If that program blessed you, share to your friends. On Messenger, Share to your friends on Instagram. Share to your friends on Twitter. Spread the word. Come on over. Sheila's over here now. Come on over. Let's support her together. She needs our support. She's speaking what we believe. We don't have the platform to speak this out to thousands of people, but she does. Let's get behind her and help her do that. Not just listening for yourself and being blessed yourself or learning yourself. That's wonderful. But spread the word. Jesus told us to spread the word. Spread that. Send that out to your friends. We got to start networking, believers. We got to start pulling together.
0: Yes, but here's the point. When the gays have an issue, they'll swarm on something like Mad Locust and raise a hundred grand in an afternoon. What? what where's the yes. disconnect?
1: The disconnect. And this is going to be hard for some people to hear, but I want you to hear me. The disconnect is self-centeredness in Christianity. That sounds like an oxymoron, but the teachings for the last 40 years or more that have invaded the churches are completely self-centered, self-oriented, self-interested, self-preoccupied. And also when it comes to the arena of religion, Here's the mindset. Here's the religious spirit that you talked about. When it comes to the arena of religion, everything's supposed to be for free because God is free and God doesn't need any money. Well, the thing is this. Jesus even needed money to do his ministry in the earth. And people gave to his ministry, apparently, enough for Judas, the traitor, to be tempted to steal from the bag. So God understands, even though he's in heaven, we're on the earth and we need to utilize the resources of the earth. The scripture tells us to do that, to use the means of the earth for godly purposes. He gives admonitions in the letter to James and in other places. That those who are blessed with the abundance of natural resources, okay, finances, look what happened in the book of Acts. The believers were so moved by the burden of having to get the gospel to those who hadn't heard it that they sold off lands. They came and put at the apostles' feet what they needed to finance the gospel. It doesn't say that the apostles made an appeal for it. This was in their own hearts. The believers felt in their own hearts that they needed to do this. And they listened to the voice of the Holy Spirit. And I think from their own heart of generosity, they felt like, I believe in this. I need to support it. Well, there's a real sin going on in the body of Christ, unfortunately, and I'll just put it in worldly terms. Do we want to give back? Okay, God has given so much to us. What has he required of us? Well, he's required of us to fulfill the great commission. But then there are those that are called and God gives them the gifting and the ability and the platform to preach to many. Well, these need to be supported. And when you do that, I mean, this is what I tell my people all the time, Sheila, partners that support me. Hey, man, you're going with me. This is just as much your fruit, just as much your harvest. This is just as much your reward. Remember Jesus talked about, and if you give a cup of water in the name of a prophet, you shall receive a prophet's reward and so on and so forth. When you support the true gospel, Just because you're not the one preaching it, if you are involved in supporting that, I believe, according to the word of God, that you will receive that reward just as much as the one who's going to do the work. That's how generous God is. I am so excited, Sheila about this Revelation study. First of all, as I said earlier, I believe I was so excited when I saw you post that you wanted to do the study on the book of Revelation, because I think that's directly from the Holy Spirit. I think that's right on. And that's exactly where we need to be because that's where we're living. Secondly, when I saw so many comments in the thread When you put out the initial announcement, I was so ecstatic. And I just want to say to those of you, if you're listening now, that responded to that, I just salute you. I tip my hat to you, and I just encourage you. And I say, that's fantastic that you are interested in being involved in this. I believe the Holy Spirit's talking to you, and I believe that you're hearing him. And I believe you are definitely the people that should be involved in this study. And I believe that you're going to get so much out of it. And I just want to say, too, you know, we're not I'm not coming to this study as Mr. Know-it-all. I'm not coming to tell you I've got the one right interpretation of every verse in the book of Revelation. This is not how we're coming at it, people. We're coming at it together as an ecclesia, yeah, as a fellowship. We're going to study the book together. We're gonna preach and teach what we believe about it at this point, but we're also gonna have, in the second hour, we're gonna have discussion. We're gonna have question and answer and discussion. So this is different than going to church too, people. You're not just gonna sit and listen and take that home and decide whether you accept it or not, but we're gonna bat the ball around a little bit too. We're not coming to argue doctrine, okay, and beat each other up, don't get the wrong idea, but we're gonna have an interactive time of fellowship together around this book that has been so neglected by the body of Christ in a time when it's so necessary for us to be in that book.
0: Yeah, it really is relevant. We're both really excited, and I think this is going to be the start of something incredible. So come and be a part of the Ecclesia. And thank you for your time to do today, Danny.
1: Absolutely. And thank you folks for patiently and lovingly listening to our appeal on this program. And we love you all so much. And we just look forward to getting to know you as well as we study the Word of God together. So God bless you all, and I look forward to seeing you soon.
0: Thanks, Danny. Folks, that was Dr. Danny Morano. His information is up there on your screen. You can find him at godisnotreligious.net. And for the podcast people, go to His God Is Not Religious Facebook page, and all the information is linked below in the description. I'm really looking forward to this. Revelation Bible study is so exciting. Please, it's going to fill up fast. Jump on over there to SheilaZalinsky.com. There is a pop-up that comes up. Just click on that and register right away. And also, we've got a little bit of a special before, I believe it's the 25th. The sooner you sign up, there's a savings on it, too. We're going full Book of Revelation. So this is, I think we have it into 13 weeks. And again, yes, there is a fee, so... Just be in prayer about that if you know COVID's been rough, but there's a fee. And guys, listen, as far as the beginning of the show, I talked about the fundraiser. We've got a form up there. Go to SheilaZalinsky.com slash donate. And we're gonna have a thermometer up there. We're gonna try to reach our funds by January 15th. The funds conservatively is 70K, and that's just to get me till the end of the year. So please make a very generous year end donation and really help me out here, folks. I used to think I threw in the towel so many times I could start a bed, bath, and beyond. And I don't want to do that. I've invested so much into this ministry that I believe God's entrusted me with. And I feel like I've done my part. And uh, I hope you think that this ministry is worth supporting. So please, again, jump on over there to SheilaZalinski.com slash donate. And I want to thank you for all my loyal supporters. Thank you so much for being a part of this. And I look forward to meeting everybody in the Book of Revelation Bible study. And when we're at our max it'll just say the spaces are filled and maybe we'll look at something down the road but thanks for tuning in tonight I love you all good night and God bless you